Welcome back to Nerd with a Phone podcast, where it is always time to get nerdified. I'm your host, Charles, on this edition of the program. We talk the New Line Cinema, Wes Craven classic that is Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. And that's going to be our first episode of Spooktacular October next. Again, thank you for tuning in to Nerds on the Phone podcast and Spooktacular October. We are talking Nightmare on Elm Street. And nothing sums this film up better than the tagline on the original movie poster, which reads, If Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. But before we can get to my opinion and opinions of this movie, I want to give you the details, the pertinent stats, as it were. A Nightmare on Elm Street is, of course, a 1984 American slasher film written and directed by the late, great Wes Craven and produced by Robert Shea. It is the first installment in a Nightmare on Elm Street film series and stars Heather Lagenkamp, John Saxon, Rene Blakely, Robert England as Freddy Krueger, and Johnny Depp in his major film debut. The plot concerns four teenagers living on one street in the fictitious town of Springwood, Ohio, who are invaded and killed in their dreams by Freddy, and thus they are killed in reality by a burnt killer with a bladed leather glove. And I mean, yes. Everybody should know Freddy Krueger by now, but if you don't, hopefully we can give you enough to get by at your next Halloween party. Hopefully a socially distanced and safe party, but I'll digress for now. Wes Craven filmed A Nightmare on Elm Street on an estimated budget of $1.8 million. The film was released on November 9th, 1984, engrossed an estimated $57 million worldwide. A Nightmare on Elm Street was met with rave critical reviews and is considered to be one of the greatest horror films ever made. It spawned a franchise that consists of six films, a television series, a crossover with Friday the 13th, and various other merchandise. A remake with the same name was released in 2010, and aside from stunts, polyester, and Alone in the Dark, it was one of the first films produced by New Line Cinema, whom by that point mostly distributed films, leading the company to become a successful film studio up and until 2008. And it was even nicknamed The House That Freddy Built. And many critics and film historians have stated that the film's premise is the struggle to define the distinction between dreams and reality manifested by the, t- by the lives and the dreams of the teens in the film. Critics today praise the film's ability to transgress the boundaries between imaginary and real. Toying with audience perceptions 
and the film was followed by A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. But the most interesting part to me on the origins of Nightmare on Elm Street, of the origins of A Nightmare on Elm Street, is the origin of Freddy Krueger himself. All right, The film's villain, Freddy Krueger, is drawn from Craven's early life. One night, a young Craven saw an elderly man walking on a side path outside of his window home. The man stopped to glance at a startled Craven and walked off. This served as the inspiration for Krueger. Initially, Freddy Krueger was intended to be a child molester, but Craven eventually characterized him as a child murderer to avoid being accused of exploiting a spate of highly publicized child molestation cases that occurred in California around the time of the production of the film. On Freddy's Nature, Craven stated that, in a sense, Freddy stands for the worst of parenthood and adulthood, the dirty old man, the nasty father, the adult who wants children to die rather than help them prosper. He's the boogeyman and the worst fear of children. The adult that's out to get them. He's very, he's a very, very primal figure, sort of like Kronos devouring his children. He's that evil, twisted, perverted father figure that wants to destroy and is able to get them at their most vulnerable moment, which is when they are asleep. And no review from Nerd with a Phone podcast about Nightmare on Elm Street would be complete without mentioning my favorite scene in the entire film. And I can't really tell you why, but just identify with uh, Nancy's character in that moment. And that's the sound clip that started off our show. All right, it's the moment that Glenn is going to be killed. And like... She can't get anybody to hear her. She can't get Glenn to hear her and everything. She's trying to stop the devastating event from happening. She knows. She knows what's coming, but she can do nothing to stop it, you know? And I've always identified with that on a primal level, you know? So, as primal fears go, uh, being attacked in your sleep is just ingrained in us. It's a evolutionary, uh, genetic survival tactic. So, we need, you know, we always pay attention to things like that. So, I mean, the film almost tricks us into liking it or paying attention to it at the very minimum. Um, <laughs> but that being said, the first time I saw this film was when it first released on VHS and to home box office, HBO. And I saw it at my cousin's house here at 
in, uh, I think it was Posey County at the time. And um, yeah, they had an old farmhouse and the setting was set. I mean, this was summer. This was summertime when I actually saw it, you know, and my cousins were absolutely enthralled and just uh, amazed by this film. And we're probably somewhere between, like, the youngest of us was seven, and the oldest of us was me, and I was around 12 or 13 at the time. And, well, I was about 11 at the time. And, um, yeah, basically, um, I could not finish it on that first viewing. You know, we broke it up into segments. That's how I viewed it in its entirety, right? We broke it up into four or five segments with breaks because sitting through the entire thing would have been too scary. Um, <laughs> so I actually bought recently the uh, digital version of A Nightmare on Elm Street from the Xbox video store from the Microsoft video store and watched it uh, so I could do this review and um, a lot of it still holds up to me in a very genuine way but I had not noticed until this viewing um, how much camp there actually is in this film and that would be um, mainly because this film uh, on Nightmare on Elm Street, the original 1984, uh, trends heavily on the tropes of the late 60s through the early 80s of the slasher genre. And they're tropes for a reason now. They've been used so many times. But in comparison to the films of the late 60s through the 70s and everything, um, this was a fresh take at the time but the way things are presented in it um, seem a bit campy now but for the time was very scary and I could imagine um, any younger viewers watching this for the first time especially the uh, generation Y coming up now where everybody is uh, everybody's feelings are considered and everything like this. Um, I don't know. I think this film uh, can be very, very, very scary for a person not exposed to this type of thing. All right, so that is my review of A Nightmare on Elm Street. And, um, you know, if we're going to do our usual tropes here, um, my final verdict of this uh, is going to be on a five-point scale. So five stars. Um, we're going to give this one 4.9. It would be a five, but I think... Over time, this film has become more camp than it was intended to be, which I think is why they bothered to reboot it in the first place back in 2010. 
it does uh, that 2010 film does set the tone more seriously and does attempt at least to bring back the um, feeling for a modern audience that the original 84 film created for audiences of that time. It just happens to fail miserably at it somehow because it doesn't bring anything new to the table. Mm. But I like this film a lot. It's one of my all-time favorite films. It's an easy top 10 for my all-time favorite films, which I will get to uh, probably in December. I'm going to do my favorite films list of all time, probably a top 10. But um, as for this review, if you can't get enough A Nightmare on Elm Street, all right, as I do not do YouTube or video myself, I have a couple of recommendations for you. All right, one of my favorite reviews on the subject comes from Cinemasker.com and the angry video game nerd James Rolfe. Check them out on Cinemasker.com. Check out his review of A Nightmare on Elm Street. He covers the entire series, his opinions and everything, and what his three favorite ones are, which I will not spoil here, but I agree with them. All right. I would also like to recommend that you check out another independent reviewer who's kind of like me. But I don't have a specific name in time or in mind this time. I would like you to just do a Google search and type in a Nightmare on Elm Street review. And then look for a name you don't know. Click the link and see what happens. Alright? Try to make sure that they're not affiliated with any major brands, right? That way I can pay it forward just a little bit here with the podcast. So that has been our first review for Spooktacular October. All right. And coming up on October 7th, we continue Spooktacular October with my complete review. Complete review of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Netflix original series. We hope you will tune in for that. For Dreadful Rock 574, I'm your host, Charles Nerd with a phone one on Twitter and Instagram. Once again, you have been you. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.